When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals. Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Dice today. Welcome back, Elysians, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers have suffered losses beyond their wildest imaginings. Adrian Diesel has been murdered, lost trying to save his only friend in the world, Red, who was unable to avenge him due to a confluence of occult magic. Meanwhile, Richter discovered a dying Reinheimer alongside a dying king in yellow. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Red, you are in a room with uh, an old friend. Uh, currently being uh, nudged by a very confused Sprinkles. Uh, the room itself still reeks of uh, slowly rotting fish uh, from the, the flayed uh, deep one who's on the wall. Um, and perhaps worst of all, uh, the man responsible has disappeared due to a tremendously unfortunate dice roll. Um, 
what is what's going on for for red in this moment i think what's going on for her is um about 20 different plans and 20 different emotions all at once and then just a single thought that kind of permeates through the whirlwind that is her brain, which is just, I want to burn all of this shit to the ground. And I think she's just going to wipe her, wipe her bleeding face. She's going to take the knife uh, she's going to wipe it off on her shirt. Uh, she's going to put it like on her person in a pocket some somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to walk over to Adrian's body. Try to... Uh, and then she's going to attempt to pull him out of the room and into his bedroom. Aww. Um, we'll say that the phone call from Richter uh, comes after you've uh, you've done this. Uh, we were at a very climactic moment at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. so I wanted to get that beat in. But I also wanted to make sure we we took a second. So, you know, like a TV show that jumps back a few seconds. I uh, just wanted to give you um, the uh, the space for that. So you uh, deliver uh, Addie's body to to his room. Um, you pull him up onto uh, onto the bed. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to, I would like to take his tuxedo jacket mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it on. On him or on you? On me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to look around the room for anything that looks like I should take it as like a memento. Can you roll me an inf- uh, spot hidden check? Like watching me actively shift gears from Vampire the Masquerade in mm. mid sentence. Investigate <laughs> hidden. Uh, that's a hard success. Um. So uh, as you're looking around uh, for for a memento, um, I think you uh, you kind of look around the room, but unfortunately, like he hasn't really spent any time here as an adult um at all so instead you're kind of as struck as you were the first time you were here by kind of the the ghost of of little like addy diesel like the the kid you remember um and in a way it's there's kind of a comfort to that because it's like that memory of him is so frozen in time that you don't find yourself mourning him because he's already gone um but you also feel a distinct absence of of adrian and it i think speaks to the lifestyle that the two of you had mm-hmm. very uh nomadic very transient on the run the really the only home you ever shared was the sewer uh and your gang hideout um so you're a little disappointed uh, to not not find any kind of mementos uh, of him in the room um but uh, as you you kind of are, are looting around, uh, something falls out of out of your pocket. Uh, Ryan, would Addie carry a bill clip or a wad of money? You've been handing people five dollars for a very long time. So, what is the amount of money she finds in your pocket? Not like the the number, but like what is it? What does it look like? What what would have been? 
I think it is a thick folded over wad that might be as thick as Addy's hand. Like, I don't think you ever realized how much money he physically had on him. And the answer is a lot. Yeah, I'm imagining it the size of a wallet, but just made of money. <laughs> it's yeah, just bills. He's probably never said this aloud, but I think he's seen you steal enough stuff that he figured he'd be doing a good job if he just took every dollar he saw. So in an off-screen way, he was just always thieving, like through all of your adventures in town, just whenever he saw Billy take it. Um, so in Go a way, my cash register at the occult store, <laughs> yep. <laughs> little bastard. I had ten dollars I earned in here. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the wildly successful curiosity shop. Yeah, um, both my dollars are gone. Um, he stole so much at that bar while he was making bad soup. <laughs> uh, Red, um, you're looking for a more permanent memento. Um, you're you're thinking that maybe the uh, the jacket will have to do. Uh, but you also realize in kind of a bittersweet moment uh, that even though he's gone, uh, Addy Diesel found a way to take care of you even now. Uh, the phone rings. Uh, you answer it. Uh, you and Richter have the, the brief exchange you had at the end of our previous episode. Uh, bringing, I believe we had a phone call at the end of the last episode, did we not? The phone rang, but I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I was going to call. Great. I, uh, sorry, my mistake. Uh, in that case, uh, oh shit! Then in that case, that's fine. We're actually just on time. So the phone has been ringing. Red, you haven't answered it because you needed to complete your ritual. Oh, um, random thought I had. Uh, Adrian did have the narwhal. If you were looking to take something on a vengeance quest, it feels like that might be something Red may be drawn to. Sure. Yeah, I think like weirdly, Red. I think for you, the gun isn't. But really a memento because you never associated it with him. If he like he named it and he had like a lot of big feelings about it. I think it's like just absently <laughs> you just slide it into the pocket. And like I'm kind of imagining similar to the knife that it's kind of like you're just kind of ripping through the bottom of the pocket. So it's not like a a holster or anything. It's just you just slide it down and through um the narwhal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you would take it. I just assume like weapons lying around. Shotguns aren't really your thing, but yeah. Um, or do you leave it with the body? Also an option. I think I would leave it with him. Hmm. Fair yeah. enough. I think I think I'll take his jacket and the money. Great. Um, okay. So um, having uh, put um, Adrian uh, to rest before you answer the phone, is there anything you want to say to him as he kind of lays in state? I also don't know that Red's a talking to the dead kind of person. So just want to give you the option, but. No, she's going to, she's going to sit by him and I don't even think she can look at, look him in the face. Mm -hmm. I think she's just going to reach out and take his hand and just sit there for like a solid 30 seconds. And then she's just going to stand up, go to the door, take one last look, close the door, and go find something to burn the house down. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the phone continues to ring. Um, Richter, um, you're getting no response from the Diesel estate, which kind of makes sense. Um, I feel like in Richter's world, um, 
Red and Adrian don't strike me as the kind of people you we would reliably expect to be in one place long enough to to answer a phone or do anything like that. Um, but you do find it vaguely concerning. Um, as the phone continues to ring, uh, you start to get a sort of a, a just a, a fleeting sense of foreboding, um, which could mean something, could mean nothing. Um, the phone rings uh, through, and eventually, I think you would, would you. How long would you wait on on the line? Probably a little too long. Probably like, what's the average amount? Maybe seven rings is when you're like, all right, they're not picking up. He'd probably mm-hmm. be on that call for like. 20 rings like Mm, mm -hmm. too long and then just like it's it's not working nothing's happening great so um you place the phone back down um and uh turn your attention back to the room so without any way of immediately contacting your friends uh you do have a few moments to investigate the scene a little bit uh as you'll recall um you're looking at the uh the gnarled and um sort of almost desiccated body of uh reinheimer um and uh the uh the the sort of massive slouching corpse of the king in yellow yes. uh the room itself is otherwise um un uh unremarkable it's just kind of a standard motel room for that time which i only know from tv shows and movies but it's just that just imagine that um so second floor, again, there are chunks missing from the walls. Um, a cool breeze blows through, uh, sort of uh, uh, rustling the curtains from, from the massive holes. You can hear the sounds of, uh, of uh, police sirens in the distance. Um, what do you do? I've got this device that Reinheimer handed to me, right? Yeah. And he said, save Ingrid. Uh, Amongst other like, things, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that well, that sticks with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, save someone else. I don't, I can't remember who's to say. Yeah, it's um, a name that means literally nothing to you. Yeah, so. no. Um, so the device itself, uh, probably worth worth mentioning. Um, similar to the the ray guns, uh, that you've seen. Uh, we're talking like classic, like nineteen fifties sci fi. Um, so it's pro it's, um, kind of like a, a, a small, um, almost the size of a portable radio. So just kind of a, a small little console. Um, it has a, uh, a large disc, um, kind of, uh, in, in the upper right corner. Um, again, like slick in that, that kind of torpedo way that 50 sci-fi always does with spaceships mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. Um, stamped again, uh, with, uh, the, uh, the sigil of the fourth Reich. Uh, which doesn't mean anything to you, but you recognize it as as the same as as what you found on on your your ray gun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is remarkable about it is it has a digital display, which is something that you wouldn't be familiar with. Um, that yeah, is, would I even like digital clock display? Yeah, that is that has a like similar to in Back to the Future how they have like the the red digital display yeah. on uh, on the dash. I don't know if uh, I even know how to read that information. <laughs> I mean, it would. I think it would just look like a date. So it, it's a digital display with a date. So it's just showing okay. the date that um, Reinheimer told you uh, the machine was pre-programmed to send you to. Okay. Um, if you'll recall, his um, what he told you about the machine was that uh, it basically it's not like a full time travel device so much as it is almost a locator beacon that will pull. Uh, originally, it was meant to pull you and Reinheimer. Uh, back into the future he came from um, to Ingrid to to assist her. Um, 
and that it's programmed specifically for that time and place. So it's not like, you know, a fucking ticket to ride. It's a one-way trip to a very specific place. Now, there may be a way back from there because obviously they have the technology to send people through time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is very much like a, uh, it, it's a return pass. It's not like a, like a tethered return. It. Yeah. 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 I get it. Okay. Um, in terms of the digital display, I think it would it would read as uh, strange to you, but l- the numbers would be clear, so you would kind of have a sense of that. But um, let me ask you this, mm. uh, Mr. McGee: What is the date on this display? Um, the date uh, is in the new millennium. Uh, it is uh, two thousand forty-one. Well, all right, okay. God, save Hitler in 2041. Damn. Um, I, uh, I'm ready to leave. Um, whatever, whatever I do with this thing, I, I'll probably need Red and Adrian's help. So I need to go find Did them. you want to examine... You've obviously like looked over Reinheimer. Did you want to look at the King in Yellow at all, or do you want to head out? Um, I guess only insofar as to make sure that he's well and truly dead. Um <laughs> Um, sure. Okay. So can you roll me, please? Uh, you know, that sweet, sweet uh, mythos. Mythos. Oh, I have that written here. Okay. Whoa. Oh, no, that's not good. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. Featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn, with storyteller Tom McGee. Join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal, but all is not as it seems, and as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood and sticky with syrup. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, it's a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I got all zeros and I was like, great. Wait, hang on a second. So a fumble, no less. Yeah. Um, as you um, reach the, uh, I assume tentatively approaching the, the king in yellow. Yeah. Um, you uh, do that classic like horror movie thing where you just kind of like the cameras on your hand as you kind of reach forward um, and uh, turn it over. Uh, And it is, it is like shot to shit. Like Reinheimer uh, did a pretty fucking gruesome number on this thing. Um, And you can smell kind of the charred flesh um, that sort of oily smell. Um, But you did roll a fumble. Mm-hmm. So um, as you do so, uh, a tentacle whips out um, and shoots directly up your nose. Uh, your your vision blurs uh, as you feel it uh, touch your brain. Um, and all you can hear is, she, they drove me like puppet. Kill, please. Hurts. Uh, I'm going to reel back 
uh, just clutching my face and screaming. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. As you do, it, the, the tentacle kind of does that like flipping around thing. I'm um, just like flecking some some blood and slime uh, as blood kind of trickles down your uh, your face. Um, you're going to take. Oh. Oof. Um, four points of damage and two points of sanity loss. <laughs> oh, no. uh, we are almost at the end of the line for <laughs> Danger Zone. Yeah, Do not literally. make me fight this thing alone, Retter. Um, Sorry, how much health was that? Uh, four. four points? Yeah. Yep. Um, however, uh, looking at it now with kind of the glimpses you've seen, um, you can see that its face is twisted in, in agony, but not the kind of, as you're like screaming and backing away. Um, but with horror, you realize that it's, it's not agony from being shot. Um, it, uh, it almost seems like, uh, it was driven around, uh, the way you were back at the museum. Got it. Okay. Um, so with that, you can hear the sirens getting closer. The thing is still like twitching. You can tell it's clearly dying slowly, but at this point, I don't think you're going anywhere near that fucker. Nope. Um, so uh, you kind of back out uh, into the street and slip away uh, as uh, the police cars arrive um, from the alley that you, you step into. Uh, you notice that it's, um, it's two very uh, kind of like bedraggled looking uh, cops who who get out. Um, you find it strange because normally there would be two cops in each car, um, but they look kind of disheveled, uh, almost half dressed. Uh, and um, uh, you just hear one of them say, uh, "Well, it seems like this whole town's going to shit. I can't believe it. Uh, I can't believe how many of us. Uh, fuck, I didn't sign up for this. I'm missing Capone more every day." Uh, and the two of them um, start moving into the motel. Um, I'm going to wait for a beat mm-hmm. and I think just to act on what my sanity is at currently, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to get into their cop car and drive away. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, so free vehicle, why not? Yeah. Wheels are good for anyone. Yeah. Uh, you get in and, uh, begin to drive away. Um, no one chases you because there are not enough cops to do it. And they're inside looking at horrors. Um, honestly, uh, you feel pretty good. This has been a decent day. Reinheimer's dead. King in Yellow is dead. And you got yourself a new car. Everything's coming up Richter. Uh, which is when the hand of Benny Jones uh, digs its fingers into your thigh and begins to squeeze with uh, a, a firm, almost um, like vice-like grip. Um, and, um, with blinding pain, uh, the wheel begins to slip. Meanwhile, um, Addy, you're in a large dark space and you can hear whimpering. Now you've been part of a variety of strange experiences over your time and clinically, if something's whimpering, it must mean you're not alone, which is pretty good. So at least you've got that going for you. You're a little bit confused as to where you are and why you're here. You briefly remember um, seeing that that tall fellow 
um, seemingly slipping away. Uh, and then uh, you felt a, a feeling of, of um, sort of uh, wind and, and of suction. Uh, and now you find yourself here. Uh, and uh, the man um, begins to, to sort of, uh, the, the whimpering gets closer and you see a man emerge from the darkness uh, on his hands and knees. And he just says, oh, 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 thank God. Thank God. Hey, we found it. We found another one. Guys, come over here. And uh, a few more um, figures kind of tentatively make their way uh, kind of out of the darkness. Uh, and uh, the man says, uh, it's, um, did, did you bring his donkeys? His donkeys are very important. Uh, you clear your throat and realize that... Uh, you're just uh, you're a little clogged up down here, uh, and uh, you push the glasses up your little nose uh, and respond. Oh, oh, I'm I'm young him. Got it. Uh, <laughs> what? The the the, the donkeys. Uh, did did you did you bring his 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 donkeys? Uh. No, was I supposed to bring donkeys? No one told me I needed to bring donkeys. Also, oh. where are we? Who are you? Why is everyone whimpering? Yeah, uh, okay. Um, oh, oh, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Come here, come here. And he like he, he gestures to everyone and he just kind of points and suddenly there's a sort of a, a blinding light uh, above you and through it, uh, you can see the world. Uh, and then it disappears and reappears and Addie, uh, young, Adrian Diesel, you recognize... Uh, blinking and you're pretty sure you can see through someone's eyes and the man turns to you and he just says um we're uh we're we're inside him we're all trapped in here the the, the one who who eats his name tom, is do I rem- wackadoo right, wheelie tom do i remember getting eaten what's what's little addy's version of events that got him here little addy's version of events is you remember wind and suction and that's it so i i do i this is a weird question but like do i remember the church or my childhood like where does yeah, little yeah, yeah. Addie's you, memory go from? your so your memory to this point is uh you remember the church you remember your brief interactions with uh your other self okay. um so you met him twice uh so you kind of know that you've been floating around a liminal space for a bit but other than that, you don't know anything. You don't know anything about what's going on in Helmfirth. You don't necessarily know anything about like the, your your memory is basically like church, couple interactions here. Now. Yeah. All right. So if he's got a mouth, then he's got to have a butt, right? We go find his butt, and we can climb out. Uh, and you, someone, a little old lady, kind of creaks out from me from near the back. She's like. I told you, I told you the bot, and everybody didn't listen, but the bot is where we need to go. It is the sneakiest way to escape. Okay, I don't know anybody, and I'm not supposed to trust strangers here, but that lady seems to make the most sense. So, everybody who thinks we should go find the butt, raise your hand. And like and he, he raises his hand. Yeah, people start to. You, you seem like a, 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 you've got glasses, which immediately makes you like more uh, trustworthy, <laughs> reliable in the 1930s. Uh, um, but uh, they all start to, to kind of raise their hands. Um, and uh, the, um, the man just says, uh, oh, oh, okay, but we, we, we must be careful. Um, I think he's, he's saving us um, for later a couple times we've heard him swallow real hard and someone's just disappeared. 
So we need to be careful. If, if he knows we're up to something, they, he, he might just consume us for good, you know? Okay, then everybody has to keep our new butt thing very secret, okay? Nobody talk about it, and nobody needs to share. Everybody cross your heart and hope to die. Yes, this is what I'm saying. Everybody cross your heart and hope to die. We will escape through the bot. Okay, At which point, like uh, there's a rumble. Oh, and no. uh, you just hear uh, a, a voice kind of boom and echo um, through this, this space that just says, Oh, Snacks, no. No, you, sh- you shouldn't be acting up down there, Snacks. This is a bad idea. You know, I've been feasting pretty well, but... Um, you know, I think we could do with a few less snacks for later. Uh, and you hear a gulp. And this gulp, like, rocks you. Like, it's all around you. It's full THX 3D sound grossness. Uh, and half the people disappear. Okay, so nobody else talk. Can you roll me a stealth check, please? Yes. <laughs> Tom, uh... Uh, so unbeknownst to you, dear friends, uh, Ryan has created a new character sheet. Oh, uh, we have oh. a new Adrian Diesel of a sort. So for stealth, Tom, uh, we can either reduce the difficulty <laughs> level by one, or I can gain a bonus die. Get I that don't bonus dice, buddy. So does that mean what do I? I just get to roll three dice and combine two of them. Yeah. Uh, Great. You roll. You roll three. Um, the tens are the advantage die. So okay, you can re-roll, so I, like basically take the best of the tens and then great ones. And that is. Uh, that is a success. Okay. Very as, close to a hard success, but a success. Okay. As um, people begin to creep around in search of a butt of some sort to escape from, um, you can, uh, you particularly, the others don't seem to, to be able to hear it, but you can hear uh, a little bit of Willie's um, inner monologue. Like he seems to almost be muttering to himself and no one else seems to be picking up on it. Um, you can also feel the vibrations around you. And when you saw the swallow happen, no one else seemed to react. Um, they didn't seem to be able to feel it the way you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see everyone kind of feeling around in the dark. It really does feel like you're in the bottom of a pit. Um, but it also doesn't seem like you're actually necessarily in his body. And I think um, given your experience with the mystery punchers and the way you think about things, you also have the advantage of being a child. So I think you're able to just kind of accept the reality of what's happening a lot faster than these other people who've been trapped here for a while. So it's becoming abundantly clear that this isn't a physical space so much as it is some kind of mental scape. Um, You can see out of his eyes, you can kind of hear him and can you roll me a, let's go with spot hidden, I guess. Makes sense to me. Let me check. Oh, I get to add a bonus die to spot hidden as well. Oh, wow. I will take, uh, that is a hard success. Um, you, uh, Every so often, in addition to the eyes that you can see out of, and anytime you see, you, you catch a reflection, you can see yourself, the others, 
Um, it seems like the eyes are truly the window into the soul. Um, but now you can almost see a seam where his mouth would be. And you're not sure if the others can see it, but you can. Okay. Knowing he's a kid, he'd look around. He realizes, okay, these clearly aren't real bodies. This is kind of weird. I think he would focus really hard and see if he could fly. Uh, you can. You begin to drift upward. Um, here's my question. Would you be trying to do this quietly or would you be alerting the others to the fact that you can do this? Quietly. The grandma talked too loud and then a bunch of people got eated. So yep. he's got to be like responsible. So I need you to please roll me another stealth check. Same deal with the advantage. That is a an extreme success um the others uh seem much more solid uh from from this vantage point as you begin to float upward uh you're beginning to wonder if if there's something different about them and you uh and as you kind of come to this realization your own sense of of shape and form begins to fall away uh, you begin to realize that you're not a physical shape in here at all, but an essence, the essence of, of little Addie Diesel, who was lost so long ago. And as you hit the edge of this mouth with an extreme success, I, I'll skip the second die roll. Uh, you realize that if they may be physical people trapped in here, but you're a spirit. You can likely slip out or you can try and go back and help them. What do you do? He's got to go back and help these poor people. Maybe he can lead them to the mouth. Um, all right. So with that, uh, with kind of, it's, it's that classic jailbreak thing where like you get there, you realize you can get there, you know, you can get there again. Uh, and then kind of caspering yourself up, like puffing up your chest a little bit, trying to think of that like big guy that you saw a few times. who seemed like a kind of like a cool, tough version of you, which is a way you never felt really, but that, that maybe you could be. Um you begin to to drift back down uh, to see if you can help these poor trapped people either find the butt or find a mouth from which to escape. Red, um, how do you burn down the diesel estate? I think... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think she's just going to go to the stove... Mm-hmm. and and just set it on fire from there whether okay. she pulls like pulls material from the couches and places it on the stove and sets it ablaze and sure yeah. so we'll just say there's like a quick sort of montage of you like dragging stuff into the kitchen and like stacking it up yeah um and uh with that as, as you see the first embers beginning to to kind of uh alight in the mattress uh, you you make your way out of the diesel mansion for the last time. Uh, Red, can you roll me a spot hidden, please? Mm-hmm. Oof. Oh, okay. Well, it's not quite a fumble, but that's a 92. Um, you kind of walk away from this, this house that at some point did feel a bit like a hideout, at least the, the most you, you've had to this point. And uh, from a safe distance, you kind of turn back uh, to to watch the house as the the flames begin to spread uh, further throughout the uh, the building. 
um, and one by one, uh, the, the meticulous, beautiful, uh, jeans financed, uh, you know, curtains and everything else begin to, to catch flame. Uh, smoke begins to billow out of, uh, the, the windows and gradually, uh, the house begins to, uh, ignite. Uh, and you stand and watch as uh, all traces of your friend and uh, his legacy burn away, uh, completely missing the disheveled man watching you hungrily from the bushes. Uh, you watch the house burn. And for the first time, you're well and truly alone. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin B., Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is I reporting. He's at the Lao Chang restaurant, Changchun, northeastern China. It's uh, spring 1997. Once it started, I'll leave him in Ming's hands. <laughs> That's a joke. Ming doesn't have hands. And what do you do exactly besides dance with strangers? I work for the postal service. <laughs> you, you're a, a postman. We're right. Miss Cloutier, what is it? It's just a bit strange. A letter for me from Hong Kong. And there's no stamp. I need stamps to write a dead person? Yep, there's a cost. How much? A pound. A pound of flesh. 
a pound of you? It seems like a lot. Lift up your shirt. What's that? Just hold this tube over your stomach. We all don't laugh. Ow! Yeah, this is gonna hurt. What? Nothing. The very worst thing that could possibly happen. Sada, please write back. If your letter can find me here, then I think we have a lot to talk about. Saludos. Raul. The very worst thing that could possibly happen. An audio drama in nine parts. Produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.